But with extremely limited availability, you must call now. These 1893 gold coins are still in uncirculated condition. That is 128 years of history you can hold in your hand. To learn more, call 1-800-333-2210. Call now and you'll receive a free American Coin Collector's bonus package, a $40 value, free with every order. Call 1-800-333-2210 now to secure your 1893P Gold Liberty coins before they sell out. That's 1-800-333-2210. As Southeast Ohio's Area Agency on Aging, Buckeye Hills Regional Council can help answer questions about vaccinations, Medicare, and in-home care support for qualified individuals as a possible alternative to nursing home care. Learn more at BuckeyeHills.org or call Buckeye Hills Regional Council at 1-800-331-2644. That's 1-800-331-2644. Hello, it's John Kozik, founder and president of TurboTrack Realty, and I buy houses as is, fast for cash. Call me today for an all-cash offer on any of your properties, and we can close within days at 614-362-2000, 362-2000. Do you own a property that's outdated and needs thousands of dollars in repairs? Great, I'll buy it. I'm a private real estate investor who can solve your real estate problems fast for cash. Do you want to sell and just be done with it? Okay, great. I buy vacant properties, boarded up houses, pre-foreclosures, and inherited properties. I also buy apartment buildings, rental portfolios, divorce homes. I even buy my tenant won't pay me the rent houses. I look forward to solving your real estate problems today. Give me a call for an all-cash offer at 614-362-2000, 2000 Get the facts every hour at the top of the hour with CBS News Radio on Classic Hits 97 and 97.1 FM WATH. This is Education Matters with Ohio Education Association President Scott DeMauro. Ohio's public schools serve 1.7 million students of all races and backgrounds. This month, we celebrate Asian Pacific Islander Heritage Month with a renewed sense of mission. Too many people in the Asian American community have experienced harassment and violence tied to hateful rhetoric around the coronavirus. We stand with Asian Ohioans now and always. Education Matters, brought to you by the Ohio Education Association. Athens County Public Libraries reminds us that as we let our own light shine, we give other people permission to do the same. It's graduation time. Your time to begin finding your place in this world. And as you make the journey from high school to college or career, your friends at Athens County Public Libraries wish you a bright future. Congratulations to Logan Hawking High School's graduating class of 2021. Go shine your light on the world. It's Customer Appreciation Day at Rutland Bottle Gas Friday, May 28th. Grilling season begins and only on Customer Appreciation Day. Get your 20-pound grill tank filled for only $8. Coming soon, Weber Grills. Power 105 will broadcast live from Rutland Bottle Gas on Friday, May 28th. Rutland Bottle Gas wants to thank you in person for serving the area since 1947. So be sure to stop in for hot dogs, cold drinks, and celebrate Customer Appreciation Day at Rutland Bottle Gas. One day only, Friday, May 28th. Hi, I'm your host, Smokey Cole Bear. Filling in for Smokey, because after 75 years of... Only you can prevent wildfires. Turns out there's much more to say. Nearly 90% of wildfires are caused by us humans being careless, dumping our used barbecue coals willy-nilly. Guess the song was wrong. 
We did start the fire. That's why I respect Mother Nature and her trees, whether coniferous or new car scented. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. I-N-E-P-T. And we're visiting with Coach Art Turf today. And, Coach, as we promised our listeners, we're going to be coming to you from the training table at NF Tech. And what's that noise I hear in the background? Well, that's a train. Ain't anybody got a train at their training table? This is a little bit of an unusual setting, but uh, you told me you had a surprise in store for me today. Well, no, I don't know how much of a surprise this is. You know, uh, way back when, when our crack dietitian, old uh, Tubby Thompson, come to me, he says, Coach, you've know, you got to have your training table. I just figured well, it would be a natural to have your training table over at the train station. Well, Ain't I, that the way everybody does it? I'm not sure that's true, Coach, but uh, there is a bit of a, a problem when the uh, when the train comes by. It sort of rattles the silverware well, and the glasses the table there. up. you got to be sure you ain't got your glasses of milk all the way full. This is certainly a busy place. I think I hear another uh, train approaching on a different track. Well, that's right. Here comes one, and you, you know, this one sounds like it. This might be the one that's bringing in Coach Robinson and his boys. The opponents for tomorrow night in the conference game, Double Dakota Tech. Well, that's right, DDT. We're playing DDT this week, and uh, Coach Robinson, that's Coach Roach Robinson, Coach Roach, they call him. He's bringing in his boys on the train. We thought it'd be a nice gesture to have him come right into our training table and share our training table with us. Well, I believe this train is uh, slowing down and pulling up to a stop here, Coach. This may be the, the train bringing uh, the DDT in. Well, I believe you're right. You know, this is one of them things that makes football a great game it is. You know, you can the enemies on the field, you can lock horns out there on the field while the game's going on, but away from the ball field, away from the game, you can have some nice fellowship with one another. Well, we've got some unusual looking youngsters getting off the train. That's right, you can see that fella over there with the long arms, that's Stevens, Spider Stevens, he's their quarterback, really loves to fling them passes in their web offense. Well, Coach, wait a minute, what's this coming here? I don't know. That train's coming awfully fast. Well, you're right. You know, this is a busy place, but, you know, it, it is coming kind of fast. I hope this boy knows what he's doing. I hope uh, Coach Robinson... Coach Roach, you get your boys off that train over there. Coach, I think we've had a bit of a collision out there on the tracks. I believe this would be a good time for a commercial. While they are clearing up the debris, let's pause for a moment back with Coach Turf after this message. In this program, proudly brought to you by the National Association of Cricket Players. Whoops. And we're back at the training table with Coach Art Turf, and hopefully, Coach, all of the train schedules have been completed. We can complete this program without any interruption. Well, who cares about the program? Let's go ahead and eat and finish eating. You know, don't this look good? You probably don't see too many spreads like this. Look at all that roast beef, and we got some fried chicken, and cream potatoes, and peas, and carrots, and you can have uh, all that broccoli out there, but don't that look good? Certainly an outstanding menu for a college football training table. Not only that, it's lots of good stuff to eat, and uh, of course, there is one problem with all this good what is, food what is that coach well uh, just for example let me let me tell you I'll, I'll stand up here you go through lots of paints be listening again sports fans for the next thrill-packed interview with the head coach of the fighting oysters of inept tech the coaching legend in his own mind the one and only coach art turf yes it is 
brain too. You're keeping good company with W-A-T-H. Ah yes, breezy right now on Columbus Road. Not a ray of sunshine. But I do have to admit, things are lusher or greener or more vegetation healthy this spring than I can recall in several years. Now, maybe your observation's different. I'm just speaking about my recollections. Hey, it's a Friday and we got a free-for-all. seems natural that we do this. United States Coast Guard.
Terrific, terrific. And uh, that all, of course, in preparation for Memorial Day, which is Monday, but uh, in many ways observed throughout the year. All right, well, good morning, folks. It is uh, May 28th. Today is National Hamburger Day. Are hamburgers as popular? There goes my phone. Are hamburgers popular in other parts of the world like they are here? Do you have any hunch there, Scott? Oh, yeah, I think they are. I mean, with the establishment of McDonald's all over the world now, Mm. um, even in countries that typically do not uh, indulge in eating beef. Well... I would say. You know, I guess my years of international travel were before that all happened. And I truly can't remember being overseas and going in and seeing a hamburger on the menu. Now, if anybody else has a better recollection of that, give us a call here at 592-6646. And, of course, put that 740 in front of it. 740-592-6646. Hamburgers elsewhere in the world. I just looked up some information here. In 2020, China had the number uh, of McDonald's restaurants throughout the Asia Pacific and Middle East had the most McDonald's with 3.79 thousand stores, followed by Japan with almost... uh, 3,000 stores, Australia with 1,007 stores. Okay, so then my next question is, does the McDonald's Big Mac taste the same in Japan as it does in Athens, Ohio? That's a good question. You know, or is it just slightly different? Uh, The seasonings or the, the compliments, whatever. I bet it is different. I just with the don't know. Seasonings. I, I don't either. The number of McD's uh, ranking in the world U.S. number one, of course. Then Japan, China, and Germany, number four. Mm-hmm. Well, anyway, it's National Hamburger Day. It's National Road Trip Day. Lots of people doing that this weekend. My wife is saying, you know, we need to do more of that. And she's right. It's National Don't Fry Day, which comes on a Friday. But they're talking about, I guess, fried foods. National Cooler Day. I assume they're talking about the portable coolers that you carry beverages in and things. One would think, yes. Well, here we go again. National Beef Burger Day. Yeah. Why is it listed twice? I like that? don't know. I'm I was wondering that myself when I saw it earlier. And National Brisket Day. Three kind of closely related topics there. Yeah, with uh I I would guess from cookouts, barbecues yeah. happening this weekend. Sure. Throwing all those things out there. Well let's look at uh, historical events. <coughs> Uh, let's see, the Joan of Arc, right? Famous gal. 
1431, is accused of relapsing into heresy. Almost mispronounced that word. Joan of Arc is accused of relapsing into heresy by donning male clothing again, providing justification for her execution. 1431, the year. In 1588, the Spanish Armada under the Duke of Medina Sidonia departs Lisbon to invade England. In the year 1830, U.S. President Andrew Jackson signs the Indian Removal Act, a key law leading to the forced removal of the Cherokee, Chickasaw, Choctaw, Creek, and Seminole tribes out of Georgia in surrounding states, setting the stage for the Chicotee Trail of Tears. In retrospect, I kind of wonder, should that have happened or not? I don't, I'm not a historian by any means. But why can't, why couldn't those people have coexisted? Oh, well. Let's see here. 1936, Alan Turing submits on, comp- on computable numbers. It's a publication for publication in which he set out the theor- theoretical basis for modern computers. 1936. Amazing. And in 1972, the White House plumbers first in at the Democratic National Headquarters at Watergate Complex. They are, of course, in Washington, D.C. Okay, George I, famous birthday. He was born on this date in 1660, died in 1727. George I, I assume England? I would say yes. See what we can find here. Well, you're the one that's supposed to find me wrong, see. <laughs> so, uh, jo- well, George the first of Great Britain, yep, yes. England, so, okay. yeah, and Ireland. You know, I, frankly, I have always had far more interest in Ireland and Scotland and Wales than I have had in Great Britain. Now, I, I don't mean anything against. England. It's just I find the other three more, I don't know, endearing? Did I make that word up or did I use the right word? Oh, no, endearing. Good. Interesting. Okay, another birthday. Perplexing. This, this (laughs) This is someone who's still alive. Kylie. Minoga, Minogi, M-I-N-O-G-U-E. She is an Australian singer-songwriter. And not too bad to look at. All right, Jim Thorpe. He was born on this date in 1887, died in 1953. And, of course, baseball, folks. Oh, he was also a fo- professional football player. Olympic athlete, pro baseball, pro football. 
He, back in the day, he could do it all. It's remarkable. Um, born on this date in 1759, William Pitt the Younger. Died in 1806. William Pitt the Younger was a prominent British Tory statesman of the late 18th and early 19th centuries. He became the youngest prime minister of Great Britain in 1783 at the age of 24. And the first prime minister of the UK of Great Britain and Ireland as of January 1801. Two deaths to mention. Edward the Eighth. I am, I am. Isn't that a song? <laughs> That's Henry the Eighth. Oh, Henry the Eighth. <laughs> <laughs> Got fouled up there. Anyway, Edward the Eighth, who lived from 1894 to uh, dying on this date in 1972. Let's see here. By his uniform, I'm trying to figure out... Uh, Well, help me. Uh, let's see. I'm not sure if that, well, would be the branch of the uh, British Royal Army. Is that what they're called? So he's British? Yes. Okay. He was of the U UK and the dominions of the British Empire. He was also the Emperor of India. Whoa. From January 1936 until December of that same year. Last one I've got is Phil Hartman, who was born in 1948, a year before me, but died in 1998. Yeah, he uh, was... Show busy, wasn't he? Yep. He was uh, one of the long-running long uh, characters on Saturday Night Live, long-time performer. Okay. He was a Canadian-American actor, comedian, voice actor, screenwriter graphic designer, and pretty funny on Saturday Night Live. Folks, if you have not heard, uh, sometime in the last 12 hours or so, um, university officials, uh, the Board of Trustees, all of that named Hugh Sherman uh, to be the next president of Ohio University. Um, this is a two-year assignment. What the future holds, I don't know. Whether this is considered an interim position for two years or or whether he would also have the opportunity to uh, continue on. Hugh Sherman, of course, has been a dean here at Ohio University and um, dean of the um, uh, College of Business. Good guy, good friend. And... Um, There were several names that I had heard being floated about. Of the names I had heard, I think uh, he was one that I thought could do a particularly good job. Um, so, good news. Let's see here. Let me see if it says effectively what date I understood it to be July 1st 
from the news report, uh, reports, but it could be something different. Well, I, think, I think you're largely correct. Find something there. Typically, July yeah. 1st starts the fiscal year. And then, of course, um, um, Dwayne Ellis is going to um, become a professor again. <clears throat> and this time it will be through the uh, our College of uh, Arts and Sciences. Is it geology? I think it's geology. I thought it was geography. Okay, well, it's a G. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's a lousy thing to say, isn't it? <laughs> one of the Gs. Well, it is, you know, one of one of those. I'm, I'm pretty sure it's geography, though. Okay. But I could be wrong. Bringing you up to date on the uh, COVID stuff, um, let me tell you right now. Athens, there are 200 and, let's see, I'm sorry, there are 28 active cases. 28 in our county. Remember, the numbers have been much higher. Thus far, 5,215 people have had it in our county. 28 are still active. 5,128 have recovered. We did have 29 deaths. Vaccinations as of yesterday, 26,290. That's 40 and a quarter percent of our our, uh, county's population. The state ever slightly higher, they have now shown 44.9% vaccination rate. Uh, Statewide, we're talking about 5,248,623 have been vaccinated. Statewide, we have had a total of, I'm sorry, 1,000,000. 100,312 cases. But right now, recovered 1,060,000 cases, 613. Which means there's uh, basically 58,000, almost 60,000 active cases. No, 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 no. No, I'm 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 wrong. Thirty nine thousand six ninety nine active cases in our state of Ohio. Uh, one kind of negative point is that we have had nineteen thousand seven hundred and fifty three deaths since this whole thing be- began. But uh, no deaths in the last three days. Four days, actually. I guess we can do the U.S. too. Oh, vaccinations. I did that, right? Yes, I did. 5,000, no, no, 5,248,323 for the state of Ohio as of yesterday. Now, in the United States, we have now had 289 million. 210,000 cases. No, no. Vaccinations. 
Palmer, get your words right. That's 87.4% of our population. That's a remarkably good figure. And, folks, that's not uh, finished soft. It's finished strong. We talked about yesterday, I think, the fact that there are people out there that are reluctant. Folks, please, for your well-being, for others too, get vaccinated. Anyway, back to the hard figures. As of yesterday, 33,999,680 cases had occurred. 27,701,879 have recovered. So active cases presently totaling 5,690,075. Deaths in our nation have totaled 607,075. Two, six. Do we need to do the world? Sure. Okay. For a Friday? Yep. See where it is Monday. <clears throat> okay, there's seven billion people living in our in our seven point seven nine zero billion. People living on this planet. And COVID started on November 19th, 2019. Worldwide. Yesterday, active cases, I'm sorry, cases total that amounted to 169,623,439. The death count now stands at 3,525,023 people. Worldwide active figure. This includes our nations as well. 14,635,671. The recovery rate worldwide. 151,462,745. Uh, vaccines uh, that have been administered at least one shot worldwide, but most all of them have had uh, the full vaccination. One billion seven hundred and eighty million people. It's twenty two point eight five percent of the world's population. Okay, it's a formality. We do it every so often. We're 
pleased to get it done today. Let's see, what's the big hand? And then 28, 38. Okay. Nine, no, that's right. 9.38 this morning is the time. Memorial Day is an American holiday observed on the last Monday of May. This coming Monday officially is it. This coming Monday also happens to be the final day of May, May 31st. Originally known as Decoration Day, it originated in the years following the Civil War and became an official federal holiday back in 1971. Many Americans observe Memorial Day by visiting cemeteries or memorials, holding family gatherings, <clears throat> and painting and participating in parades. I started the process a couple years ago of driving over to the Amesville cemetery where my sister and her husband are both buried Carol and Bob Lambert a little less frequently but I think it was three years ago that I last did it we drove up to Worcester where my parents are buried and many of my family members extended family members. Well, going back to this uh, story here. Unofficially, this holiday coming up marks the beginning of summer. The Civil War, which ended in the spring of 1865, claimed more lives than any other conflict in U.S. history and required the establishment of the country's first national cemeteries. In the late 1860s, Americans in various towns and cities had begun holding springtime tributes to these countless fallen soldiers decorating their graves with flowers and reciting prayers. Did you know, each year on Memorial Day, a national monument of remembrance takes place at 3 p.m. local time. It is unclear where exactly this tradition originated. Numerous different communities may have independently initiated the memorial gatherings. And some records show that one of the earliest Memorial Day commemorations was organized by a group of formerly enslaved people in Charleston, South Carolina, less than a month after the Confederacy surrendered in 1865. 
Nevertheless, the 1960s, in 1966, the federal government declared Waterloo, New York, the official birthplace of Memorial Day. You know, for some, it's a holiday. But I hope that people will keep in mind the origins, the importance, memorializing family members who have passed, honoring soldiers whose lives were lost. in all of our military conflicts. It's a, it's a special day. Let's see here. I guess it originally did tie into the Civil War, but later was used to expand and honor also those of world war the world wars um particularly world war ii i guess i, I don't know why they don't mention world let's see here but during the world war one in the united states found itself okay so both yes both world war one and two uh, as well as the Vietnam War, the Korean War, and the wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. All of this now has been cemented together to be honored and remembered on this day of Memorial Day. Okay. And with that, we have um, am I doing this or this? We have another. There it is.
Folks, my own military service, um, I may have talked about it a little bit too often sometimes for you, but um, it was fascinating. I got drafted. You know, I was, I was running a radio station in Columbus, also Playhouse on the Green in Columbus, and got drafted. It was kind of scary. But um, I went down, took my physical, and two days later, got on a bus and went off to Fort Knox. Had uh, training down there as an administrative-type person. Well, basic training first. Then they sent me to NCO Academy which um, not a whole lot of people get to do that quickly. And then to um, AIT, Advanced Individual Training, and that was in administrative stuff. So, you know, I thought I was just going to be a clerk of some kind. Then I get shipped to Honolulu. And somewhere along the way, somebody had thought, well, this guy... Uh, can do okay in several special areas. So the next thing I know, I'm in Sync Pack as Commander in Chief Pacific Operational Intelligence. It was fascinating. And the bulk of my years, I worked from 1 a.m. until 9 a.m. Hawaii time. My JTD line number was that of a Marine Corps lieutenant colonel. So while I wore the rank of an E-5, eventually, <laughs> not initially, uh, I think I when I got out of the service, I was an E-5. Um, my duties were that of a Marine Corps lieutenant colonel. Highly weird outfit. I loved it. You know, one of my better friends, a desk mate, you might say, was Colonel Ken Johnson. I'm sorry, Ken Kokel, K-O-C-H-E-L. Folks, get on uh, Amazon and order his book, which outlines every single lighthouse in America. And yet he was an Army guy. Um, he was supposed to be a general. He was, what do you call it, um, military academy. West Point, there we go. But um, some health issues kept him from being promoted fully up to general. But he was a full bird colonel and he and I were desk mates 
What a guy. And when I think of the others that I worked with, remarkable stories, remarkable situations. Oh, well. Let's see here. Uh, we have about um, six minutes, maybe seven or so here left. Scott's here. I'm here. Um, let's see what some other items in the news are. There's a lead story in the New York Times about the destruction of Sugar Hill. Now, what is Sugar Hill? It's it's a neighborhood of West Adams in in Los Angeles. And for a long time, they were, they were held a lot of pride because it was, how do I want to put it? It was racially mixed with everybody getting along. You know, black residents were moving in, thanks in part to an early legal victory against the covenants that had restricted home ownership to white families. One of the residents involved in the case was Hattie McDaniel, with, the, you know, the Gone with the Wind actor known for throwing parties at her West Adams house that drew stars like Count Basie, Duke Ellington, Clark Gable, Elena Horn. Eventually, the neighborhood came to be known as Sugar Hill, a tribute to the Harlem neighborhood above the same name. But in the 1950s, the residents of Los Angeles' Sugar Hill began to hear alarming news. City planners were thinking about building a highway through the neighborhood. Local civil rights leaders pleaded with officials to choose a different route. They did so without success. Soon, the Santa Monica Freeway, which would become the most westernmost stretch of Interstate 10, would destroy this great community of old sugar um, hill. Well, that's just one example, but there's lots of similar communities in Southern California that, well, through the times across the country, the 50s and the 60s, these new highway systems altered seriously and really made it a problem and they lost their uh, what would you call it their cohesiveness so there's actually some real thought being given to were some of these highways that were put in done so improperly without regard to community necessarily. So they're re-examining all of that again. And wouldn't it be cool if they could find other ways of doing it that would make those communities come back together. So that's one story in the news. 
to see here. We mentioned the vaccination rate. Another story is that 70% of U.S. adults may be vaccinated against COVID-19 by the summer, according to a poll. Now, here in Ohio, we had our first drawing of the Vaximillion and the uh, Vax of degree, I guess. <laughs> That's my expression. Whereby, I think five people will each receive a million dollars. The first drawing was on Monday, and on t- Wednesday, the, the name was announced. Similarly, I guess it's 10 students who will get full degrees at no cost from state universities. And again, the first of that those announcements made Monday. Or selection Monday and then announcement Wednesday. There we go. Well, now some other states are trying some interesting things. California. I don't know in what means they're doing it, but they're now talking about giving away 116 and a half million bucks to some vaccinated residents. I guess we'll hear more about it as we go along. What's the latest on sports? I've lost... I don't want to say I've lost all interest. I've just lost all contact with sports. I would be thrilled to have Ohio football and basketball back in business like normal this fall and winter. Has there been any announcement whatsoever? Scott? Um... As far as I know, lots of schools are trying to be on target to open up stadiums again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, some stadiums, uh, some schools, college football in particular, are saying they're going to do a percentage. Some are going to say full capacity. Now, it's going to vary from state to state. <clears throat> Excuse me once again. Um, so it depends on what state they're in, in the state of Ohio. Uh, you know, June 2nd is the target date for many stadiums to open up, particularly Major League Baseball in Cincinnati and Cleveland. And uh, they're looking at that. So we'll wait and see. Well, I paid my seats for last season, which never occurred. Yep, that's right. And told them just hang on to the money till the next time. Uh, because I know the university's... Not exactly struggling, but you know what I mean. It's careful. In our seventh great weekend, so the Southeast Ohio, AM 970 and 97.1 FM. WATH This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Wendy Gillette in New York. The coronavirus may be on the way out, but social distancing is still in on the beaches of Los Angeles. We are having all of our lifeguard towers open for this weekend, so you'll have plenty of space to spread out. 
caution. Also rules on the other side of the country. WCBS reporter Sean Adams has more. Unscientific analysis from the roads of northern New Jersey. More travelers than last year, but not a typical holiday getaway. Maryland is venturing out. We're running to Virginia. We're running away from COVID and the pandemic and getting down to Virginia. We've all got our shots and we're ready to go. Marsha is staying home with her grandchildren. Don't want to be around a bunch of people because you never know. When do you think you'll feel more comfortable and get back to a normal routine? That's hard to say. Some folks are ready to leave COVID concerns in the rearview mirror. Others, not quite yet. Sean Adams for CBS News, Montvale, New Jersey. AAA predicts more than 37 million people